0: Welcome to the Locked On Jets podcast for Friday, October 15th, 2021. I'm your host John B from ganggreennation.com. Thank you so much for making this show your first listen each day. The Jets are on their bye this weekend, so we're going to give you some 2022 NFL draft prospects to watch in the college games tomorrow. My friend Matt Morrow, who writes a lot of great draft content at my website ganggreennation.com, will join me ahead here on the Locked On Jets podcast.
1: You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network,
0: your team every day. The Jets are on their bye week in week six. So instead of talking about a Jets game this weekend, I'm going to turn our attention to prospects for the 2022 NFL draft. There's a slate of college football games taking place tomorrow and to talk about the Jets, where things stand, their big needs, and some prospects to watch tomorrow. Joining me is my friend Matt Morrow, who writes at my website ganggreennation.com He's a draft analyst, also writes a lot of great content on the Jets. Matt, thank you for joining me.
1: Good to be here. How you doing?
0: I'm doing pretty well. As I said yesterday, the Jets are not going to lose this weekend, so no, that's always really a positive not. thing. A very uh, rare treat.
1: Although I kind of want to get back out on the field, so it we're it, it, it's, it's a weird season that last year we are like, oh, just end this season, but now this season it's every week. It's like, I want to see more progress, progress, progress.
0: That's such a good point because even though the team's losing this year, and maybe my view on this is not that common, but I'm excited to see the team because it's like you said, you want to see these young players grow. It's such a young team. that You have all this potential throughout the roster. I want to see how it develops. Now, hopefully you get better games than you get than we had last weekend. Hopefully there are more games like Tennessee, but I'm with you on that. I've been enjoying watching this season, even though the team's results haven't been so great so far.
1: Yeah. I mean, they haven't been great. No, but I've seen improvements, uh, maybe micro improvements, but there have been improvements throughout the team, and there's also been regressions, uh, but that's also to be expected. Uh, they're a very young team. I think I've heard that they're the youngest team. So it's to be expected to, that there's going to be some some bumps along the way.
0: You've probably heard that from me, because I've said that over and over and over, and it's, <laughs> I'm glad to hear at least somebody is listening to me. Even if it's just Even if it's just one person. Um, <laughs> so Matt, let's go through this roster and see where the needs are, where there might be some players to watch this weekend. Now, I think one spot we can agree the Jets will not be drafting next year, at least early, is the quarterback position. So I don't think we'll really go over any quarterbacks. If they draft somebody, it probably would be a late-round developmental player who they're hoping turns into Zach Wilson's long-term backup. Let's talk a little bit about Zach. What are your impressions? You always have a good eye for things like this.
1: All right, so a lot of the issues – that we saw in at BYU are starting to sprinkle up uh, where at BYU, he had the luxury of having a really good offensive line in front of him. So he had all day to process things and he doesn't have that luxury anymore. And now things he needs to speed them up and in his head, he's, they're going pretty fast and that's resulting in some lapses in judgment, uh, whether it's uh, bad reads or uh, and and maybe just sloppy footwork. I uh, I'm sure you've seen a bunch of balls that go in the dirt. I attribute this to him having a wide base with his feet. And a lot of times he doesn't need to do this. He has the space to to really get his feet footwork right and uh and really drive that these easy passes home. Uh but we've seen it time and time again where he's these balls are either sailing or going in the dirt. Uh, these are things that will come in time as things slow down. Uh, he'll, he'll definitely get this underhand.
0: So let's move on now and let's talk about the running back position and the jets, I think do have a very promising young back in Michael Carter. You also have Ty Johnson and the veteran Tevin Coleman. Do you think that this is a big need for the jets or do you think it will be a big need heading into the off season based on what you've seen so far?
1: big need no uh Perrine still hasn't seen the field uh Coleman probably won't be long for the team so really we're just looking at Ty Johnson and Carter Carter I know they love uh Ty Johnson's been hit or miss especially in pass blocking and as a receiver uh I would prefer that they don't use him anymore as as a receiving uh, down running back and put that squarely on Carter's shoulders uh so but there's not a lot of depth behind them that i would really trust or that we've seen enough to trust rather so i could see them going uh a mid to late round pick possibly at running back uh one guy i really like is kenneth walker out of michigan state uh he's been on a tear uh, this season uh he's got great burst he's got great uh contact balance Uh, He just makes people miss in the open field. Uh, The kind of guy that uh, would really fit well on this team, especially on cutback, uh, finding those uh, cutback lanes and uh, exploding through holes. Uh, I I really like him.
0: So the Jets, of course, run primarily a zone-blocking system. So what are some of the traits you look for in a running back that would fit the Jets?
1: They need to have that vision and cutback ability. They need to see the lanes opening up, not just in front of them, but also to the side and also have a good understanding of the blocking behind them as well. So they need that vision and they need to be able to be decisive with their cuts, make that cut, shoot through the hole and explode through it.
0: Now let's move to the wide receiver position, an interesting position, a position that's been talked about very frequently on paper. One that I think heading into the season a lot of us were confident in maybe have not quite performed to our expectations so far. And you have the whole Denzel mims saga. What do you think? And I, I guess I'm asking you to prognosticate a little bit because there's still 12 games left this season and a lot can happen. But if the season ended today, do you think the jets would be looking at drafting a wide receiver early another player to help support Zach? Or do you think enough is there?
1: It's really hard to say. I would say they would, Definitely aim to add another receiving threat, though. Uh, Crowder and Cole might not be on the team next year, so that leaves Corey Davis as our only solidified wide receiver. And even he has had a choppy season so far. That is not enough. We need to add to this group. Elijah Moore hasn't shown that he can be the guy that we wanted him to be when we drafted him. Uh, Same for Mims. We can't rely on those two to really fill out the ranks. Uh, So I can see him trying to add another name, Uh, whether it's in the draft, maybe not. I think they might go the free agency route. Uh, But I I think drafting a wide receiver is still on the table. Uh, One guy I really like that uh, is in a good matchup this weekend is David Bell from Purdue. He's got good size. Uh, He's been very productive. And he's got a great matchup this weekend uh, against uh, Iowa. Uh, They got two of the best cornerbacks in the nation, I think, uh, according to PFF, at least, uh, in Riley Moss and Matt Hankins of Iowa, who've been really good this season. Uh, So watching Bell go against these two uh, will be a really good matchup to, to watch.
0: And if you want to put money down on some of these matchups, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface and even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. That's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Now, I'm kind of moving this in the direction that we're beginning with the positions that are least likely to be filled by the Jets through the draft because they're not big needs. And now I'm moving into the more obvious needs. And I think, you know, we have to talk offensive line so let's we do and let's begin with tackles now makai becton of course has been injured this season I, i think you could probably pencil him in for one of the tackle spots even next season and hopefully he gets comes back later this year and plays effectively but the other tackle spot i think is kind of a question mark because you have morgan moses who's a veteran who may not be around next season you have george fant who it's played actually pretty well the last couple of weeks in place of Becton at left tackle, but a guy you could argue maybe is better suited to be a backup swing tackle than a, a, a starter. So what what can you tell us about it? What do you think about the tackle class this year?
1: Well, the tackle class, I, I, I like last year a lot more. Uh, and when looking at our tackles, I it, it's really hard to say what we should do at right tackle. That That's really the problem, Mary. Becton... Like you said, we can probably pencil in for left tackle and be okay. Uh, Do we bring Moses back? Because what we've known with Becton is he's going to be hurt here and there. And we need depth. If we don't bring Moses back, and if we just keep everything as is, I'd be okay with that. With, With Fant as a swing, Moses as a right tackle. Uh, even though Fant has looked pretty good at left tackle. I But I think that's more because he is at left tackle. Uh, he didn't look very good at right tackle uh, in the first game. Uh, now we can attribute that to the offensive line as a whole, not being totally gelled together, uh, since nobody really played well that that game. So I, when Becton comes back, I would like to see if they bring Fant uh, back to right tackle. And see how he does. Because if he plays well at right tackle, that's a good sign going forward. Uh, I would, But we're going to need depth. So we're definitely going to need to bring somebody else in. And I think the draft is the perfect place to to probably bring a tackle in, to develop, and to possibly be the guy of the future. Uh, one guy I really like is uh, Kentucky tackle, uh, Darian Kennard. Uh, he's been really good. Uh, really good is probably an understatement. He's, he's been fantastic. Uh, I think he's got the movement skills to thrive in our offense on on the move horizontally, uh, and he's got a, a nastiness to him too, which I really like. Uh, I like guys that look for work. They'll they'll keep their head on a swivel and knock people out when they don't have an assignment of their own. Uh, I would love to have him. Maybe sit a year and then take over uh, that right tackle spot. I can even see him moving inside and playing right guard if we uh, if we don't have somebody for that position.
0: And a good test for him this weekend because Kentucky plays number one Georgia tomorrow at three thirty.
1: Very good matchup. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's, it's, he's going to have his hands full uh, with uh, Nolan Smith and, and Adam Anderson of, of, uh, of Georgia.
0: Well, let's talk about center now. If we're going from positions of least need to greatest need, I think center probably is lesser need than guard because you have Connor McGovern there, who I think he could probably go either way on. I mean, I don't think he's the weak link of the offensive line. We'll get to the weak link when we talk about the guard position, but I don't think he's so good that he's above replacement.
1: No. uh, So if you just looked at PFF scores, they'll say that, oh, he's been really good. He hasn't been giving up that many pressures or sacks or or QB hits. But at the same time, what they don't factor in is free rushers. How many times have you seen a free rusher run right at Zach? Probably a a good amount so far. And I believe this is due to protection lapses, which he is the one that calls protections. So these sacks and hits... And pressures might not be attributed to him, but really they should. Uh, But he's settled down as of late, so I'm really not too worried about him. Because as he gelled, the rest of the offensive line around him has gelled as well. So whether it's an immediate need to replace him, I don't think so. Uh, I would be okay rolling with him another year. I think consistency is important especially uh, for Zach in his young career. Uh, so consistency snapping to him, I think, is is more than a reasonable thing to to want. Uh, but with that said, there is probably a center prospect that I think everybody's been banging the table for, who is uh, Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa, uh, again, uh, facing Purdue. He's got a good matchup, Branson Dean. So he's, he's, he's got a, a decent task ahead of him this weekend. Linderbaum is a great, a great center prospect, and I would love him on this team. And people are getting excited about him, maybe going to with using him, uh, getting him with our second pick, the Seattle pick. I would not wait that long. I think he's going to go in the top 10. So if he's there at four, do we take him? It seems very high to take center. An interior alignment but at the same time look well, who
0: knows maybe yeah. that seattle pick will be pretty high
1: <laughs> well, that's true it could be uh, with uh with wilson being out for as long as he might be uh i don't think it's going to be high enough i think our pick is probably going to be the the lower of the picks uh and i it's it, it really depends on how much joe douglas values him i if you look ask me how much i value him i value him as a top Five pick. I, I would take him at four.
0: Right, let's get to the position of biggest need on the offense, probably the weakest part of the offense, and that's guard. And I'm not talking about Elijah Vera Tucker, who <laughs> has played pretty well in my opinion, to to this point. It's the right guard position. Greg Van Roten has been really bad. Uh so I don't think we need to ask you whether it's a need. We know it's a need. So do you have a guard for us to watch this weekend?
1: So I'm going to dip back into the well I just said. How about Linderbaum? If we do keep McGovern, what about moving Linderbaum to right guard? I would be okay with that, especially for a year while we evaluate what we want to do with Connor McGovern. Linderbaum would be perfect for uh, right guard. Uh, center is the harder of the two positions. It's more cerebral. You need like a special kind of guy to be a center in the NFL. Uh, so to ask him to just move over to, to guard, I don't think is a huge ask. And I think he would be great in that role. Uh, another guy is another one I just mentioned for right tackle, uh, Kennard from, from uh, Kentucky. I think he can move uh, inside to guard as well. Uh, now, since he's played right tackle, I don't think it's as hard of a transition. If he played left tackle and I wanted to ask him to move to right guard, I would feel a little bit more iffy about. I think that switch is a little bit harder. Uh, it's it's pretty much learning to do everything with your uh, left hand, if you're a righty, or vice versa. So it's I feel like that's a little bit more of a challenge. Uh, but both of these guys, I think, could step right into that right guard spot. Uh, especially Kennard, because... I think he would sort of fill two roles at once. He could be sitting uh, as a backup for our future right tackle spot while also getting starting uh, snaps at right guard. Uh, So these are two guys that can be moved around a little bit and have tremendous value.
0: All right, let's move to the defensive side of the ball. And I think it's pretty clear that the defensive line is a big strength on this team. The Jets... Of course, we'll be getting Carl Lawson back next season, coming off the injury. They also recently gave John Franklin Myers an extension, so he'll be around. You have Quinnen Williams, who's still on his rookie contract. Foley Fatakasi is a bit of a question mark with an expiring contract, but you have Sheldon Rankins for another year. This is a position of strength for this team. Do you see the Jets potentially trying to add to it because there's so much emphasis in this defense on defensive line play? Or do you think the Jets may just... Look elsewhere when they when they're up in the draft
1: it's it's hard to say, but i think they'll look to add uh i don't think they'll resign fatikasi uh so that might leave that no, not might that will leave a giant uh hole in that interior uh defense uh because he's our our best run defender uh inside right now uh other than q. Uh, so I think they might want to add it, but again, it's our deepest group, uh, uh, of the bunch from edge. I like when Lawson went down, everybody was like, up, there goes the season, but still we have one of the better pass rushers in the league with, uh, Franklin Myers and Huff. So this group, they're prepared for depth issues and they have the manpower to step in. So will they uh, grab somebody? Maybe. I think so. I, I wouldn't put it past them. I don't think unless somebody drops to them, like Thibodeau, in, uh, if, if he drops to four, I don't think Douglas would hesitate and he would take him at four. Uh, otherwise, I think they would wait it out a little bit. The um, one guy I really like is uh, Demetrius Taylor out of uh, uh, Appalachian State. Uh, He reminds me a lot of uh, Turner out of uh, Houston last year. Uh, He's somebody that I I really like. Uh, I believe he actually played last night, though, so you won't be able to catch him this Saturday. Uh, As far as the interior, uh, one guy I really like to maybe replace Fatikasi is playing this weekend, and that's uh, uh, Devontae Wyatt out of uh, Georgia. Uh, who's a monster of a man, and he's so quick. The, you, you, you would not expect a guy this big to be moving as well as he does. Um, he's a guy I think would be a tremendous uh, replacement for Fattikassi. Uh Whether he's able to fill those giant shoes, I don't know, but he, he's my pick to do that. Uh, again, Georgia playing uh, Kentucky this weekend.
0: And if you want to watch Appalachian State, their next game is a good test. They'll be pl- playing Coastal Carolina Wednesday night at 730. So if you want to yep. ke- check them out, mark that on your calendars. And while you're watching that game, if you're looking for a snack, why don't you treat yourself to a Built Bar? Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. It comes in nine amazing flavors. And if you haven't tried all nine flavors yet, you can get a mixed box where you get two each of all nine flavors. Not only are built bars the best tasting protein bars, but they're healthy too. So go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, it's promo code LOCKED15. It's one word with no space. L O C K E D number one, number five for 15% off at built.com. Let's talk about the linebacker position. I think you have CJ Mosley playing pretty well. Quincy Williams, I think, is playing above expectations. You could be getting Jared Davis back. You have a couple of rookies who converted from safety to linebacker. What's your view on the linebacker position?
1: I think this position group has been a very pleasant surprise. Uh, I think if you going into the season, many would have thought that our depth issues at linebacker were going to be a problem, uh, especially after Davis went down. Uh, there really was there was a scarce amount of confidence in in this group, uh, but now a lot of people have stepped up. Joe Douglas brought in Quincy off the the garbage heap, and he's played spectacular. Uh, Sherwood has been doing his job, quietly doing his job. He hasn't been a problem, uh, but he's not making the splash plays, but he's doing his job, and he's been doing decently well. Uh, C.J. Mosley's been been great. Uh, You wouldn't know if you looked at his PFF grades, but I argue that that is out of context and in context he's been playing amazing uh i i would take what cj mosley has given us all day so our depth has been uh pretty good and looks like it's going to be good going forward especially with davis coming back uh a good problem to have when we're like should we bench quincy how can we bench quincy he's been playing so well i mean but and it's it's a A reasonable thought like these guys have been playing well. So will they want to add to this group? Maybe not. Uh, I think they this this group, this group of coaches of any group of coaches know the linebacker position. I think they can make the best out of anybody. They can take anybody in off the street and squeeze the, uh, the best amount of potential out of them. So will they be looking for somebody? I don't think so, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. Uh, There's a linebacker on Georgia playing Kentucky uh, who I really like, uh, N'Kobe Dean. He's been great. He's shown great instincts. Uh, He's very tough at the the point of, of, of contact. And he just finds ball carriers, and he's very long, and he just brings guys down. That's his job, and he does it very well. Uh, I, I, he's one of my personal favorites, and you can again watch him against Kentucky.
0: Now let's move to the safety position, and I think that this is going to be a pretty big need in the off season because it certainly does not sound like Marcus May is coming back. You have Lamarcus Joyner, who probably is going to have one of the shortest tenures in Jets history because he played like less than one half of one game and got injured. F- for the rest of the season and will be a free agent after the year. So what can you tell us about your views on the safety position?
1: All right. So the safeties, it's kind of, uh, you got a a little bit of a scale on one end. You've got a lot of, uh, not a lot of talent and you have a guy like may who's had contract issues, uh, amongst other things. And we've seen him, well, we've seen them play without him in Tennessee and we didn't miss him that much. And then we play Atlanta and you have Pitts and, and Patterson going off on us. And then we're like, Oh, you know what? Maybe may could have helped in that game. Uh, at the same time, does do this D- and Douglas value the safety position enough to bring back may at a bigger contract. And I don't think they do. I think they're perfectly happy uh, bringing in solid free agents uh, out of the free agency and having them just be solid guys back there because really the defense runs through the front seven. The secondaries just needs to be sound uh, and take the the opportunities that are given to them uh, uh, by the, the front seven. So, I I don't think they're going to spend premium, uh, prospects. Uh, they're spend premium assets on on the position. I don't think they're going to spend big money. I don't think they're going to draft anybody high. Uh, there's Hamilton out of uh, Notre Dame, uh, who people like to us, but I, I I do not see us drafting a safety in the first round. Uh, second round maybe. Uh, another guy I like on Georgia again. Georgia's stock. Uh, of, of dudes they've they've got a whole defense of dudes and it shows because they're number one in the country right now uh you got lewis Sean, who's a free safety who i think has great range great instincts uh great click and close ability uh i, I really like him uh they they've got a, another safety christopher smith who's more of a strong safety uh takes uh good angles uh I'd like to see him as more of a reliable tackler. Uh, He he does put his head down a lot and uh, misses tackles. But uh, both of these safeties, I think, are are guys seen probably in the second or third round, uh, Smith in the later rounds. These these are two guys I I would be looking at this weekend that could be possible targets for Douglas. All
0: right, let's move on to what – Seems like the obvious need, and that's corner. But maybe not as obvious as we thought it would be entering the, the season, because you're getting quality play out of Bryce Hall. You're getting quality play out of Michael Carter the second Even Brandon Echols is hanging in there. But I think that this is a position where the Jets could use maybe like a top tier talent. it Seems like they've actually done a decent job finding guys in the late rounds sort who of supporting players. But I'm not sure there's a number one corner on this defense right now. Well, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Bryce Hall will will prove that to be incorrect. So I think. I'm looking at corner in the first round. And maybe I'm wrong on that because as you mentioned this is a defense that is going to run through the the defensive line, but do you view the, this as as a big need for the Jets? Do you think that this is a position that they may prioritize early in the draft?
1: Um it depends on who's there. Uh if Stingley is there, they might take that uh shot if I like Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati. Uh, I really like him. These these are two guys I would probably be looking at in the first round. Uh, Booth as well from uh, Clemson. Uh, but I I look at it as they're trying to fill the cornerback two position. I think Hall has done a very good job. Uh, especially uh, since he is coming from an, uh, an injury his last year at school. Uh, and then. Because of that injury, he missed time last year. Uh, so it was kind of a redshirt year for him last year. But this year, I think he's done very well, uh, especially against guys like Sutton. Uh, uh, he's he's held a lot of good receivers to very minimal. I am confident with him being our cornerback one going forward. Uh, Carter has shown up and shown that he could be a really good slot corner. Gidry as well, who is an undrafted free agent. Uh, and he's shown that he can play outside as well uh, in some matchups. He is only 5'9", so uh, I, I wouldn't put him against some of the, the larger cornerbacks, uh, the larger receivers in the league. Uh, but he's shown that he can play inside and outside and do very well. So really, it's just the cornerback two position. And I've seen Eccles play a good amount of snaps there. Uh, but he hasn't really shown enough to sh- say, hey, he's our definitive guy going forward. Uh, I would definitely look to improve the position. Uh, I don't think they would, they'll spend big bucks in free agency on it. I think they'll, again, look to the draft to fill this. Uh, I would definitely go to the Iowa game again. And they have two very good corners in Matt Hankins and Riley Moss. Riley Moss is probably my favorite of the bunch. He's just extremely aggressive, has great ball skills. Uh he's very fluid and uh he he he's got great instincts to just to break on balls and he's aggressive at the catch point. Uh Riley Moss is somebody that I I right now I've seen him in a lot of mock drafts going mid to late rounds. I think he's going to sneak up. Uh I'll see how his, his combine is. Uh, I would take him in the third or fourth round and be very happy with that. Add him to the the group that we already have and see where they grow and see if somebody steps up and takes that cornerback two spot.
0: I like the controversy. I like that we're ending on a controversial note because I said that I thought they were looking for a corner one and you think they're looking for a corner two. This is this is a good way to end the week. Yeah. <laughs> a little controversy here on the Lockdown Jets podcast. Anyway, Matt, thank you so much for joining me. You provided us with a lot of great a lot of great prospects to watch tomorrow, especially I think the two games to focus on will be Kentucky, Georgia and Iowa Purdue.
1: Yep, it's gonna be fun.
0: Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to it and leave it a five star review. Enjoy your weekend. We'll be back on Monday.